Hey, everybody. Um, welcome again to Monroe Live Podcast. And I'm here with um, uh, John Bornstein. And um, John is the CEO of Ampress. Now, you probably remember that uh, we had already talked to Ampress, and I was very impressed with their batteries, especially for aircraft. But uh, they've come out with something even better. And uh, John, I'm all ears. I uh, I read this thing. I'm pretty amazed. Uh, I I'm just uh, I'm here to uh, to find out what it is and how you did because you still have the same silicon anode uh, platform, correct? Yes. So what we've done here is we've continued to uh, improve uh, the performance envelope, if you will, of our cell of our technology, and what we have demonstrated and what we've published is that um, our cell now can sustain 10 C uh, and that is a very high and that's continuous. That's a very high uh, discharge uh, just rate. A, quickly. Um, um, well, I could, no, I'd rather you, why don't you describe a little bit about what's the difference between 10 C and what everybody else has, which is like three. So, well, let me, let me explore that a little bit. So um, fundamentally what we're demonstrating here is a very high discharge rate that can be measured independent of C rate as a uh, watts per kilogram. And we can go to very high watts per kilogram uh, with our cell technology. Um, and what does that mean? That means that we can change uh, the opportunity for things that need a lot of power and need energy that translates into flying things because they need power to get off the ground and the more power they have the more thrust they have the more they can lift um, not just in a big aircraft but in the things the payload that they're carrying and that's the name of the game to increase the payload uh, without making a much heavier aircraft which is a sort of a, a very diminishing return. And then also having a lot of energy so that they can cruise uh, and make it a commercially viable opportunity. Uh, and then finally, they've got to land. And you want to have a lot of power left over so that you can land safely and have emergency opportunities if those present themselves. Mm -hmm. um, that means that we can also sustain a high power even at the end of the life of that battery, meaning when you're at the low end of the discharge, i.e. you have less juice left in your battery. Hmm. So one of the, one of the things that, um, that I thought was very handy was on your website, you have <clears throat> this graph. Um, and in essence, you don't have to be an electrical engineer to see that the Ampris uh, battery pack, when it talks about C-rate, um, you can see that going on pretty much infinitum. And you can see that, in essence, the best that the uh, graphite-type batteries can do is around 3, 3C. So this, this is kind of exactly what you want if you're trying to lift off um, an aircraft. And... As most of you know, um, I was in the aircraft industry for quite a bit. I des we designed our own airplane. <laughs> Didn't work. We, we ran. We, we decided to do that just before the banks all melted. But at, 
at, in your business, um, this is a brand new industry. Um, this is the industry that I think a lot of us are going to think is kind of like the George Jetson. In, uh, uh, we finally made it to George Jetson's uh, uh, flying car kind of a thing. This is, this is a big industry. Can you elaborate a little bit on what kind of, what kind of um, money and whatnot is, is available here? Um, that's a great question. So the um, short answer is, is that flying vehicles, and this is uh, data that we've assembled from uh, analysts in 2025, will be uh, within 90 or over 90% of the total available market for batteries in electric vehicles. So putting numbers around that, the forecast is that batteries for electric vehicles in 2025 will be somewhere around 65 billion mm -hmm. USD um, and uh, about 50 something billion for flying vehicles. And right. that uh, brings multiple flying vehicle categories uh, together. That means uncrewed as well as crewed, i.e. the urban air mobility flying car type, as well as high altitude uh, sort of pseudo satellites. It's a collection of these uh, flying craft that uh, sum to a total bill market of in the 50 billion. So it's a big market. Yeah. Well, anytime you, you see the aircraft industry and the auto industry coming up with almost the same numbers. You're, you're, you're looking at, um, an industry that is boundless, I guess. Um, when it comes to, uh, when it comes to, uh, the amount of revenue that can come back and, and I, I don't want to dwell too much on how much things cost and whatnot. But one question I did have was, are you, going to be moving into the auto industry or are you going to stay in aircraft or how is that working for you? Because your battery pack uh, would instantly drop the weight of a, of a car by about, well, let me rephrase that. It, it, for sure, it'll drop the price or sorry, the, uh, the weight of the battery pack with the same amount of power and energy in it. I'm guessing like about uh, 50 or 60%. Is that correct? Is that? Yes. Yeah, that's about right. So yeah, it, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So the answer is um, our intention is to be a mainstream uh, battery purveyor uh, covering all categories uh, in mobility, primarily potentially consumer electronics, albeit we're not really focused on that segment. It's really mobility. Mm. Uh, the first market that we're addressing is air mobility uh, and on crude unmanned, if you will. Yeah. Uh, today and going forward in the next few years, certainly, uh, and we're planting the seeds today for that. And that's the urban air mobility that is the flying cars. Um, as we scale, uh, and the scaling will be driven by the markets that we're addressing today, uh, we'll have the footprint, manufacturing footprint, to start to address in a serious way electric vehicles because our price point will start coming down, our costs will right. uh, benefit from economy of scale, and of course, the manufacturing capacity that we've built out for, for the markets that we're addressing. Ah, there's a good point. Um, you, I think we talked about your Colorado facility, and is, is this going to be a modification 
the news we haven't even talked about the, the new uh the new dynamic that you've got in your battery but uh, but let's just you know get this one out of the way uh, uh, is there going to be any changes that you're going to have to make with the new chemistry that you've got uh at all no no so this isn't this doesn't change the manufacturing uh per se uh, this is a cell design with regard primarily to the uh, sort of design of the electrodes. Um, so, and fundamentally it's the design of the cathode. The anode is basically the same across all our uh, products. The mm -hmm. loading, that is the mass loading, might be uh, a little different across different uh, categories of, of product, but it's the cathode that fundamentally changes. Yeah. And that is really what gives us this variation in power energy or a combination of the two so how much different is this new released uh, battery how much more oomph did it have over the one that we talked about when i was yeah. down there but the evolution is between or what the evolutionary aspects of this cell versus the cell that we demoed to you when you visited which was the um high the ultra uh, high uh, charge the ultra fast charge or as it's called extreme fast charge, which is the six minutes to 80% state of charge. So this cell also demonstrates that, uh, but it goes even higher on the discharge and has higher energy density to boot. What does that mean? The cell that we demonstrated to you has about 360 watt hours per kilogram at C over five. That's the nominal specific yeah. energy. This cell has 400 watt hours per kilogram at C over five. Um, and so you can see that it's a non-trivial, it's a you know, significant bump in the basic energy content, uh, that yeah. is energy per unit weight. And it also sustains very high C rates and the extreme fast charge. So it's a significant step function uh, that really exploits uh, the, the fundamentals of our uh, of our innovation, which is yeah. the anode. Well, anytime you can get a bump of 25 plus percent, you, you're doing things in a good, <laughs> in the right direction. Um, actually, that, that leads us right into the next question I've got. You talked about how quickly you can charge, but maybe what we should talk about is this um, zero to 60 number, which mm -hmm. is astounding. Yeah. And this is in a, a vehicle. This will be in a... Right. Tesla or something like that, not not a uh, truck or something. But anyway, yeah, I'll just hold on to my chair so uh, I don't go flying into orbit when you uh, when you talk about this. So the as far as we understand the the sort of world record for acceleration zero to sixty nominal is around one point five yeah. uh, seconds and. Um, so it's not a hard sort of cell to um, uh, equate our uh, this offering with achieving that or better, yeah. uh, because clearly we have the uh, the the oomph, the, the power uh, that would certainly enable that kind of performance, um, yeah. and also sustain uh, lots of range. Uh, so the two are really important to have. Yeah. in a practical vehicle or, mm -hmm. or race car, if you will. Well, um, you know, a lot of the, um, a lot of the products that are coming out 
um, right about now um, that are electric are supercars. And zero to 60 in a, in a second and a half um, would probably make them very, very happy. You know, the other thing that just dawned on me, when, you, when you're talking about race car speeds and this kind of thing, I went to the Formula E, uh, you know, like the F1, only this is the uh, uh, Formula E mm -hmm. uh, races uh, in Portland. Um, you know, they, they didn't go for very far. Uh, it was kind of like a very quick race. Um, if you could uh, equate that to your batteries, then you'd be looking at, I think, I think the whole, th with crashes and everything else, I don't think we're there much more than about 45, let's say an hour. But if you had your battery packs in there, they, we'd be now looking at uh, three hours of race time, correct? Am I doing well, it that depends right? Well, it depends on how it's configured. So if it's no change in weight. Um, well, no, the weight would, would be less because obviously um, they would, they would, the, the weight basically is, uh, is the weight of the batteries. It's Yes, but slowing. if we kept the same weight, let's just start with oh, that. Oh, yeah, okay, yes, I see. If we kept Grab the same weight, yeah, grab then a metric, we'd have yeah. a significant boost in, in range yeah, because right. we'd have a at least a 50%. Yeah. I don't know what these uh, what the, these race cars contain, but my guess is is that 50% is the bare min uh, improvement, and it's more likely a factor of two because race cars okay. require very high power uh, right. cells, and high power cells that sustain these very high uh, watts per kilogram um, usually have very low energy density. Um, yeah. And we could get at most likely at least a factor, uh, not at least, likely a factor of two uh, in terms of range improvement, maybe mm. three. I'm thinking three because quite frankly, um, everything that I see on, on your gravimetric and and volumetric tells me I can't imagine it being anything less than three, but, uh, yeah, the numbers are probably right because I think that the, the high, these high power cells are typically less than 200, uh, watt hours per kilogram, probably closer to 150 nominal watt hours per kilogram. And if we're delivering 400, then, yeah. you know, you're getting close to a factor of three. And that's, that's where I was coming from. I just did the little, yeah. you know, one versus four. I mean, it doesn't take me long to sort that one out. But, but at the end of the day, um, yeah, I think this could be a big boost to the Formula E. People want to see a lot more action. Um, uh, actually, one guy complained. He says, well, it doesn't make any noise. And um, some kid had told me, I, I gave a speech and some kid in the, uh, was standing there and somebody said something like that. And he turned around and he says, the Starship Enterprise doesn't make any noise. <laughs> hey, you're right. Yeah, and it yeah. goes plenty fast. So so that's that's kind of, I think people get used to that after a while. I mean, normally you have to have this kind of stuff and earplugs and everything else in order to survive an F1 race, especially if you're right on the right on a fence, but, uh, I, I got up close and personal, watch these things flying around. And to me, it was absolutely amazing, amazing how, how quick they can go and the maneuvering that they can come up with. 
I think with your batteries, maybe they should. Maybe you should talk to the F1 guys and see what you can do. You got Runkle. Well, we actually do. You got, talk wait a minute, to, you got uh, Runkle. He's a he's he knows all these racing characters. So, yeah, go and uh, go and poke him and say, hey, Don, you know, how about it? And uh, because I think they use nothing but the the Lucid electric motor, which I think is the best, and uh, and then putting your batteries in there would give the uh, E1 guys, or sorry, the uh, uh, Formula E racers uh, probably a big boost. I think they'd really yeah. go for that. The, the thing, however, as I understand it, is for the Formula E, um, every uh, battery has to be the same. Yeah, that's exactly right. And every yeah, electric motor is the e same, too. Yes. So yes. you'd... Instead of just making sale on one battery pack, you, right, right, I mean, right. I think there was 24, 24 or 26 uh, people that uh, signed up initially and they narrowed it down to something. But hey, selling 24 battery packs and getting your name stuck on the side of every uh, Formula E car wouldn't be such a bad thing. Tell Runkle he owes me two beers now. So, yeah, actually, that's our, that's our target for our first foray into electric vehicles. Uh, yeah. to get into race cars actually well i think uh i think if uh, if you can talk to the guys at uh, um at the formula e and tell them hey i can get you a longer race i think they would be sitting up and taking notice so let's uh jump back in here and um we talked a little bit about the c ratios let's talk a little bit about something i'm a little <laughs> even more excited about and that's um and that's the um, um, energy power density. We've we've touched on it, but this mm -hmm. is the graph, and you mm -hmm. can find this online. I don't know how to put this so everybody can see it, but anyway, there we go. Can you uh, can you address this one a little bit because sure. it's not hard to see which way this one's going as well. So this is what's called um, in uh, in the trade, if you will, a Ragoni plot. R a g o n e, and what it is measuring is the uh, watt hours per kilogram, the specific energy versus watts per kilogram, the specific power. Mm -hmm. And in basically all cell chemistries and all cell designs, there's a trade-off. As you go to the higher discharge rates, um, i.e. you're on the x-axis, that's increasing, your energy drops off. There's, that's, in, that's invariable. Um, it, the question is, how much does it drop off? And oh, therefore, over what range of uh, specific power can you sustain high energy? And what we're showing here is that we can go to very high C rates, very high discharge rates, very high watts per kilogram, and still retain plenty of energy. Um, mm. So by way of you know, getting into the numbers here, at 3,500 watts per kilogram, which, by the way, is an unprecedented number. Uh, yes, for yeah, you're right charge. there. Yeah. Um, we're at um, somewhere near uh, 260 uh, watt hours per kilogram. So that's a uh, amazingly high energy. And what does that mean in terms of the use case? Uh, that means that we, and we can... Uh, allow for um, planes, and that's this target market that we're talking about, to have lots of crews. So they have plenty of power to take off and land, but that doesn't soak up all their energy. 
they still have plenty of energy left over, so they've got a long duration of flight. Right. Yeah, uh, and that's a huge game changer in this emerging urban air mobility. But not yeah. only that, in today's markets for these drones, in particular military drones that need to have long mission time. Right. Yeah. They uh, again, we do dabble in the defense industry business, and I can remember working on. Um, it was it was a surveillance plane, and uh, we were all excited because we could get it to stay up for six hours. I'm thinking that with your batteries and the right <clears throat> the right configuration of the we'll call it a drone, uh, I'm pretty sure you could easily eclipse that, and you don't have to deal with something that makes noise, because the only way we could keep that up there was with this little. Mm, for lack of a better word, diesel engine. And yeah, I mean, I could have knocked that out with a slingshot. Um, the other thing that uh, that I, I, I forgot, I, I didn't have it the right way around, but this is the, um, the C-factor thing that we were talking about a little bit ago. Yeah. And you can see here um, how they, uh, in essence, you see the drop on the bottom, which is a standard graphite type of battery. And then you can see what's going on with Amperes at the top where the 10, 10 yeah. C, it's amazing here for- Yeah, uh, let, me, let me get into that um, yeah. and explain what we're seeing here. So we took a off the shelf, COTS as they're called, consumer off the right. shelf, uh, graphite battery and characterized it. Mm -hmm. And this is a fairly respectable battery that is, let's say, um, addresses both power and energy applications, has a nominal specific uh, capacity, uh, specific energy at C over five of around 250, yeah. which is pretty typical. Um, the, uh, the, the cylindrical cells, for example, in a Tesla are just a little bit north of that, maybe right. 260 to 270. Yep. So this is a pretty run of the mill. Yeah. And then we characterized its, uh, its power capability. Now, one of the limitations when you're doing high discharge is temperature. Cells heat up. I think anybody who's familiar with RC uh, you know, planes or helicopters, they know that those lipo cells get warm, get hot, and they, they, they discharge fast because they're flying these maneuvers and they, they get hot. And that limits, and there's, they're self-limiting, uh, how far you can push the discharge. Right. So this cell, this graphite cell, hit its temperature limit. That's one of the curves that you have, which is around 60 degrees at 3C. So we couldn't push it any further. Um, whereas our cell, it didn't hit that temperature limit until around 10C. So same temperature, 60 degrees, but three times the discharge rate. So that's what the difference is here. Now, mm. There are cells that are designed, we talked about this a moment ago, uh, that are based on graphite that can sustain uh, these high C rates, but they're much lower nominal energy. Right. They're down around 150. This one's around 260 watt hours per kilogram. So yes, you do have high, you know, anybody who's knowledgeable will say, well, no, you can get high C rates from graphite cells but big trade-off in energy density. Exactly right. And energy and uh, power <clears throat> don't often go hand in hand, but as you just saw in the graphs, 
Um, the Ampris uh, battery pack seems to uh, seems to be doing quite well. Yeah, I I um, I had I had a couple of questions here um, with the new chemistry. I'm assuming that weight wise, it hasn't been affected. It's more like a, a refinement of the anode. Is that correct? It's actually the as I said, this is mostly in the cathode design. Yeah. And uh, we have a chart in that uh, oh, sorry. press release yeah, sorry. Uh, that shows the, um, all the numbers, shows the dimensions of the cell, the capacity of the cell, and the weight of the cell uh -huh. um, that we're using in this, uh, in this release. And um, no, the short answer is, is that it's not uh, a heavier cell. If it were, then we wouldn't have higher energy density. No, I thought it was higher... lighter. I, I was thinking the weight might go down. Well, no, the energy, the, the energy, and let's just say it this way. The, the weight is about the same as prior cell yeah. that this is eclipsing, but the energy is much higher. Ah, okay. As great. a result, the energy per unit mass, the specific energy watt hours per kilogram is higher. Yeah. Well, the one thing that uh, I think I mentioned it before that I liked is that um, your batteries don't get hot um, as quickly as others. And to me, that's a big deal. I mean, really, at the end of the day, I really don't want hot ever, um, no matter whether it's an electric motor or a gasoline engine or a, or a jet engine. There are certain temperatures I just don't want to see, and this seems to be doing a good job at keeping it down. And the other thing that I'm not a big fan of is sitting there waiting for my car to charge. Mm -hmm. um, so most of the time I either do it at work or I do it at home when I'm sleeping. But yours will charge to 80% in six minutes. And to me, I'll take that all day long. I mean, by the time I parked and, um, you know, looked around, I'm, I'm probably pretty much ready to go again. I, I, that didn't even have time to get a coffee <laughs> at, uh, at, at the end of the day. That's, that's really quick. So maybe you can comment a little bit about that. Yeah. That's the same as the other one though, too, wasn't it? Yes. Wasn't the original? Yeah. So, so that's right. So this is an evolutionary advancement in the cell that we uh, used as the vehicle for demonstrating the extreme fast charge which is, as you point out, uh, six minutes to 8% state of charge. Uh, yeah. But what we've done with this is we've demonstrated a higher specific energy and uh, no compromise in discharge, in high discharge rate, high mm -hmm. C rate. So it's a, as I said, it's about, uh, you know, 360 to uh, was our previous specific energy. Now we're up to 400. Mm -hmm. So that's a significant increase. Uh, it's 10% approximately increase yeah, yeah. in overall uh, energy density, which is huge in this business. Yeah. So speaking of business, um, who who is, uh, can you talk about any of your customers? I know you said don't mention anything about cost, but um, who, who can you talk about any of the customers that are? Of course. Um, on, I can yeah. talk about categories, uh, but I can't mention too many names. Oh. Uh, the ones that we have gone public with, uh, I can mention, and yeah. and they cut various categories. So, for example, in the drone business, we're supplying cells for uh, the Teledyne FLIR, which makes the Black Hornet. Right. Um, and that is a what we've enabled is almost doubling their mission time. 
uh, with no. What is the mission time on that on the Black Hornet? So uh, historically, it was on the order of about twenty minutes. So we're getting yeah. about about forty over forty minutes. Uh, so that's a that's a game changer uh, in in uh, surveillance and in right. uh, and in recon, uh, and that means that the radius that you can go effectively is doubled. Yeah, uh, and so that opens the uh, the opportunity for more enhanced recon, and it's being used as we speak in in a particular theater in uh, in Eastern Europe. Oh, well, um, where? <laughs> and uh so there's a lot of demand for this uh and that's great for us and we're happy to to support that um so that's one side and that that's a power cell that of course also has high energy density and then on the other side of the equation we've got a customer airbus airbus alto which does high altitude pseudo satellites and that's an energy play uh they don't do a lot of energy power draw it's pure energy if you will uh, and that sustains long flight durations, basically all day. Uh, and then they uh, they charge during the day and do pure discharge at night. And so it's just, and they're charging by solar cells that are mounted on the wings. Right. Um, and they've demonstrated uh, two months of flight, uh, but they can do a year uh, with our cells, which is the it's amazing uh, the step that they're taking. And these are important, um, and it's a growing market because it is a cheap satellite. It's a way to do uh, imaging yeah. and communications by just launching basically a paper airplane into the stratosphere. So what would the, what would the altitude be for a plane like that? Oh, easily uh, 60,000 plus. 60,000. Uh, 60, yeah. yeah. And what, and well, it's using your batteries. And, and what kind of, uh, what kind of airspeed would that have approximately? Kills. Um, I don't have those figures off the top of my head, but they're not running really fast. I, well, my I just, guess is that they're on the order of 30 knots, thereabouts. Yeah, I was thinking 15 or 20, but 30, that's actually faster than I anticipated because it, it would be more like a, a kite than uh, than much of anything else, except there's no air at 60,000 feet. Um, that's almost, well, it is, it's, it's uh, 10 miles. Is that right? Yeah, ten miles, ten miles up. So, yeah. well, that's pretty. That's pretty interesting. I um, I know that um, I know that uh, you've been with the company for about ten years or so. Um, yeah, maybe it'd be a good idea if you could uh, give a little bit about your background, and then you know we can close it out. So, okay, a little sure. bit about so, you. Um, so yeah, I've, I've been with the company for ten years um, and have uh, been a part of the sort of transformation from uh, can we do it to yes we can do it and we can sell it. Um, and now what we're focused on is scaling. Uh, so we're scaling in two steps. One is our headquarters uh, here in Fremont, California. We're doubling our footprint uh, to get a fast jump on uh, a capacity expansion of about 10x into the uh, megawatt hour regime from hundreds of kilowatt hour, which we've been running for a few years now here. And then in parallel, uh, we're building out a facility in Brighton, Colorado, which will enable hundreds of megawatt hour uh, up to the gigawatt hour regime over the next several years. Uh, So that is 
uh, you know, real demonstration of our seriousness mm. and our intention to uh, take this market uh, in a big way. And that market that we're taking is for high performance right now, in particular in the aviation space, and then get more mainstream in, in, in electric mobility. Yeah. Uh, and me personally, um, so my background is semiconductors principally and semiconductor derived technology. So I know something about silicon. Uh, I was doing silicon when silicon was still a part of Silicon Valley, uh, but we're doing silicon differently now. We put it in batteries uh, yeah. and we're taking advantage of it in a different way that semiconductors do. Uh, so yeah. silicon is the second most abundant element on the planet. Uh, and so you can see that its application can be not only in the circuit, but in what powers the circuit. Yeah. So um, at the end of the day, uh, I, I have one question, and if we have to uh, delete it, I'll, I'll do that. But uh, I was wondering, did you get past all of the regulations and whatnot in Colorado? Um, I know that when we were talking before, there was a couple of stumbling blocks there. That, is that all s settled now? Are you all... Pretty much. I mean, the, the good news for us is, is that the municipality and the state are really welcoming us uh, with wide open yeah. arms and very supportive local chamber of commerce. The, uh, uh, the, the businesses at, at large are very, very accommodating, very open. Um, but you got to go through all the steps that it takes to, to build out a yeah. big facility. It's a million square foot facility. And so there are, of course, all the permitting, planning, et cetera. And that's what's happening as we speak. Well, that's a happy way to end the, uh, the conversation. Um, John, thank you so much for, uh, for uh, giving us the opportunity to talk to you. Uh, I'm thrilled to hear that, uh, that Ampress is doing well. Um, I don't know if we mentioned it, but the last two videos we popped out uh, grand total there is plus 500,000 uh, views. So that's pretty mm -hmm. good. That means people are paying attention. So thank you again for uh, a wonderful interview and have a great weekend.